guys, I missed you all. I literally was in the UK kind of feeling bad. Like, man, I am not recording this week. I mean, but I needed the break to see the warmth of other suns. I'm super happy that I did it. But yes, let's get back to the shit with Joy Has Questions. So for this week with You Better Know, I officially am coming home after being on my International Players Club convention in the UK. I am so happy to get back to it and spit this knowledge. Mother Nature finally decided to let us see sunlight, so I cannot be happier that this is who I'm highlighting. I'm giving a head nod this week to the iconic Frederick McKinley Jones, one of the most influential and dopest inventors of the 20th century. He was an inventor and entrepreneur. He won the National Medal of Technology. He was an inductee of the National Inventors Hall of Fame. The only Hall of Fame I know about is NBA, NFL, a little bit of... Uh, Major League Baseball so Inventors Hall of Fame so you basically just have your brain sitting there on somebody's podium I'm here for it his innovations in refrigeration brought great improvement to the long haul transportation of perishable goods he also co-founded Thermo King with Joseph A. Numero and it is still in existence today come through Pop Jones he has patented more than 60 inventions also 40 of those patents were used in the field of refrigeration he's the most famous for inventing an automatic refrigeration system for long haul trucks and railroad cars the reason why this was so important is how the hell you think that you were getting goods from one grocery store or anything from California to a grocery store in New York or if you thought you were transporting meat or anything else that needed to happen within this country for domestic so that is a huge huge accomplishment not to mention that also helps when it came to the transportation of blood for different wars thank you for your service black man he was born in 1893 in Cincinnati, was orphaned, went to live in a Catholic rectory, dropped out of school in the sixth grade, became a self-taught mechanic, moved to Minneapolis, served in World War One, came back home, built a transmitter for the town. I don't even know what the hell a transmitter does, but it sounds like real science, like like he was doing something to help the town just stay afloat. He also invented electronic equipment to sync sound with moving pictures as, then, as films were then called. So let me get this straight. He was helping turn silent films into talkies. Where's his Cecil B. DeMille Award? I'm just saying. So due to this invention, he attracted the attention of Joseph A. Numero, who hired him for his company Cinema Supplies. When they sold it, they then founded Thermo King. And I'll give Numero this. He did what was right and made Frederick M. Jones a partner with the company. Um, in 19... 19- 49, this was a $3 million business. Hell, that's a lot of money to be playing with in today's standards. But 1949, that was epic. Also, what he helped with was develop portable x-ray machines, gasoline engines. He became the first African-American in to be elected to the American Society of Refrigeration Engineers. He also was a consultant to the U.S. Department of Defense and Bureau of Standards. And then in 1991, he received the National Medal of Technology... And tragically, George Bush gave it to him, but whatever. It was given to his wife at the White House on the guards. He died of lung cancer in 1961, and then he was inducted into the Minnesota Inventors Hall of Fame in 1977. But when I tell you that this was a black man who literally rose from nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, and literally catapulted himself to the highest of highs when it came to not only being an entrepreneur and a businessman, but also holding it down in one of the most 
untapped fields at the time. Like no one knew how to transport goods anywhere and keep things refrigerated. So it's those little small things. Every time you open up your refrigerator because your central air has conked out, or maybe you were like me and grew up in a hood ass family and you did not have air conditioning, then you thank Frederick M. Jones for that little bit of breeze that you get. Alrighty. So when I tell you, like, I am so excited for this interview, just basically because there's certain people that give you like a feeling of like home training and positivity and light. So when you go, no, don't do it. This person would handle this situation this way. Siobhia Rivers is one of those people for me, especially seeing how like when I met her randomly at a Nike event like many years ago, she was smiling. She looked like she was using shea butter products. I was just like, man, this melanin is popping. I wouldn't know who she is. And then on top of it, I had the audacity to have like, 4% body fat. And then on top of it, oh just be goodness. friendly. I'm like, you got a six pack and manners. Like who does this? So mm-hmm. without further ado, this young woman is, I think one of like, everyone talks about like body by Jane, and all these other people. And I think she is one of the best holistic trainers in terms of mind, body and spirit, truly having people reshape their lives not so that they just look physically good on the outside, but truly feel good about themselves. Like, if you are looking for anyone to train you and just mold you, C.W. Rivers is the person that you need in your life. I'm happy I have her in mind and that also I can finally afford her. So, <laughs> um, everyone say hello to my girl, Siovia. Hi, love. How are you? I am great. Thank you, Joy, for having me. Yay. That was a great intro. See? I'm, I'm feeling right myself. by you, boo. Yes, I'm feeling myself. So, yes. thank you. You're yeah. welcome. So let's just get right into the bullshit with So According to IG. Um, Like everybody knows, I just needed a break from 45's America. I was actually telling people that in London. They're like, oh, so why are you visiting? I hate being on my streets right now. (laughs) So I just wanted to see other black people. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, though, when I came back, ain't nothing changed. I was like, okay, well, we right back to the bullshit. And one of those things is... uh, Kanye put out his, you know, Satanic Chorale Music, Volume 52, a.k.a. I don't even know what he called it. Like, honestly. Uh, I'm bipolar something. It's awesome. I hate that I'm bipolar, but it's awesome. Wait, or that's. Something like that. That's the title for real? Yeah, you the, a the lie. Album? I literally thought she I was like, okay, C.O.B., you're being witty. You better, like, give me some jokes. You're no. serious. Yeah, I hate like, being bipolar. It's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Got you. So... After he made the statements that he did about slavery being a choice and, you know, just completely jumping off the cliff into his bullshit, I made the decision that the only person I'm seeing it for out the good music camp is Northwest, Saint, <laughs> Chicago, the child, as well as the city. Um, Push it? <laughs> Push it? Yeah, I I love Pusha. I'll get to him in a second. And then also um, Tiana Taylor. I'm just really, I'm sitting here poised like, look, Junie needs some new SE colors to pick from. (laughs) So Mama's checks need to come through. I love Tiana Taylor. She's super talented. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if a small residual has to go to that raggedy Uncle Ruckus of a man, then fine, (laughs) I'll do it. But outside of that, fuck him. What were your (laughs) thoughts? Did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album. Good. I yeah, I'm actually a Kanye fan, and I'm still a Kanye fan despite okay. the things that he says. I don't agree with everything he says. Just like anybody, I don't agree with what everybody says. So mm-hmm. it's like I kind of just let him have his freedom of speech. And even though he says things like 
we don't really know what he means, or at least for me, you I just don't know. I he, exactly he doesn't know, and then even the title his his album I'm Bipolar, like he doesn't know what's he's got a lot going on, like so. For me, I just take what he says with a grain of salt. Some things I agree with, other things I don't. And at the end of the day, I just believe he's great at making music. Now, I do say for this album, it's a good album, but it's not great. Like, I expect way more from Kanye. Like some, And I can tell the songs, are they're not in sync. They're kind of all over the place. Uh, well, but I, I will put it this way. If you... Which in a weird way kind of would make sense if you just titled your album about like based on like bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, maybe a physical manifestation of what that looks like. So in that sense, that would be creative, you know? Well, they say that he, that the album cover, they said that he took it on the way, he like took it on his iPhone on the way to the listening party and then just wrote something on it. So it's, uh, I don't know how he's doing things. He's just kind of doing them spur the moment that's how i feel like the album he didn't put i don't think he put too much thought into it i could have been like it could have been amazing and i feel like just seven songs too i'm like damn kind of want more than this especially when the last one was like long like 30 hours still is my jam like that's my late shore drive 2 Mm a.m 30 and let's Mm -hmm. keep it real uncle charlie made that song because that's that's the bridge that has me going yes you better sing down Mm -hmm. Charlie's um, on. He's on the new album, too. Okay. And then I know he has features, obviously, with um, Nicki Minaj, Pusha T. Well, Nicki, she's... It's just uh, a voice memo from her at the end of a song. It's literally like seven seconds, ten seconds of her just talking on a voice memo. Oh, okay. Well... So it ain't really... Okay. I wouldn't say... I, yeah. At the end of the day, it kind of sounds like a raps anyhow. So fine. Seven yeah. seconds, Chung Lee, <laughs> same shit. <laughs> like, oh, part two. <laughs> I think it's rumored that she helped him write part of the song that she's on. I'm not sure, though. Look. Father, stretch your hands. Like, where are you in this process? I think, okay, so I'm going to be very honest. For me Mm. to base, even with basing Joy has questions on, like, journalistic integrity, it's really trash of me that I just was like, I'm not listening to this even though I know I'm going to talk about it. I know, and I I can accept that. That is hypocritical as shit, right? (laughs) But I think that's just for me, Isaac Hayes, his son. Okay. And I don't know if you, I, I, I think his name is Isaac Hayes the third. Okay. But his tweets, or they also posted on like different like black pages on like um, Instagram. But I was reading his tweets that he made, and I thought there was something very poignant and telling that he said. Case in point, this week everyone watched this like, you know, Mayonnaise Roseanne melted like the Wicked Witch of the West and lost all her, you know, power and popularity because they canceled her show. Mm-hmm. But Isaac Hayes' son made a really good statement. He was like, where's that same sort of venom, not venom, but where's that same sort of accountability that we hold for African-American artists when they do something that is just as equally destructive or say things that are just as polarizing or problematic? Like, we're willing to instantly be like, what? No, cancel that bitch. She's done. But the thing is, like, with if it's a Kanye or if it's a, a Ben Carson or other notable people or no, people, you know, who are celebrities for whatever reason, we kind of are just like, I'm still going to support. And, it, and it's just a question. Like, yeah, I no. personally... The only thing that truly would make me stop listening to Kanye as a whole artist is if he had like an R. Kelly, you know, 14-year-old skeleton running around in his closet. Mm -hmm. I am 
still banging drug dealing just to get by, stack your money till it gets sky high. <laughs> like that will forever might get played in my wedding. <laughs> but the, in the aspect of like that, I kind of looked. I was like, okay, Isaac, chef out here from South Park, his son out here making points. I mean, it made sense to me. Yeah, I just I think. Um... At least for Kanye, I feel like people are more invested into him. I thought it was just an interesting point. No, it, it, de- it was definitely interesting. Because point. I and honestly, I hadn't thought about it myself because the concept of like, and I'm not calling Kanye an Uncle Tom. For all I know, he can be on some secret seance mission trolling us and gonna come out with a dissertation piece in ten years talking about some of the, the cost of fame on the African diaspora. I don't know because he's. He's a crafty little switcheroo, that one. But what I will say is that is something that I'm like, when I think of the concept of like, we all laughed at the Uncle Ruckuses of Boondocks. We all like caught, we know what in the African-American community it means to be called an Uncle Tom. Like there's, for us, there ain't nothing more disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just like when we start to see those traces, not fully calling them that, but if we see traces of that type of behavior in a community member, where do Outside of just going off on him at TMZ, what happens? Because everybody's still going to be in them little Futurama forming meals as sweatsuits that he coming out for Yeezy season 72. They are. Like I said, people are just way more invested in Kanye. Like, they know his story. They know what has happened to him. People have all these notions on, like, what he's going through. We want him to win. Yeah, want him to win. He's from Chicago. Um, His music is just timeless. So... I think with Roseanne, people are like, she's white. Right, this right. right. She, she white, and uh, she shouldn't have said that. She stepped out of line. Fuck her. Uh, canceled. You know, right. they weren't even, they didn't really care about her in the first place. So, she got dropped from everything. You know yeah. how, like, when I tell you she got dropped, she got dropped from her talent company. Her Amazing. agent probably hit her with the news, like, so they let you go as well as here's my two weeks because um, you're not profitable anymore. She couldn't pull that. Like, first of all, she shouldn't have said it. She shouldn't have tweeted it. And, and really, I think, I hope people are learning from this is that you can't just be tweeting anything nowadays. Like, so you will tweet something and you will go viral in a bad way and it is going to ruin your life or it is going to put you in a really depressed state. That's actually happened to somebody that I know. And mm-hmm. they almost got kicked out of the school that they were in because of a tweet that they tweeted. So it's like, it's y'all not a don't. Joke. It's not a joke. And some of the things that you want to tweet, talk to your friends about it. Put it in your journal. Talk to yourself about it. I don't know. Don't put it on Twitter. Don't yeah. put it on Instagram. Like, it can, it can really come back, especially if you're talking about race. That's really a sensitive topic right now. Not only just right now, but I think in general. My mom said something once that, I, that really stuck with me. She, she was like, whew, I would not want to be in your generation for nothing. And I was like, well, thanks. Like y'all had segregation. So I ain't looking at baby boomers like, yes, the best years, <laughs> but she made a good point. She was like, no, what I mean is no one like society, way humans are, we have all been this stupid, you know, when we have been in our twenties or in, as teens, she was mm-hmm. like, the problem is your generation is the first one that documented every step of the way of your stupidity. She's Definitely. like, you can't find my stupidity nope. from when I was doing dumb shit, whether it was talking to this dude I shouldn't have been talking to, or if I felt a way about like how women or any any conversation. There's nothing that you can tweet on me. So she was like, I was able to make those youthful mistakes and rise above it. She was like, y'all, she's like, everything is captured. And she was like, you can be... 42 and something and came back on you from when you were 20 you sitting here trying to explain a tweet of like why you said fuck 
the KKK. I'm down for Black Panther. Let's kill all the white people. Now you're sitting there trying to like explain it, and you're trying to run for governor, or you're trying to do something positive within the community. And it's just like, see, you yeah. have got to think before you do it. Exactly. It's or nice. be willing to stand behind it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what I did also find interesting really quickly was the fact of, I can see why Roseanne got confused. Because her race, she tweeted that and her show got canceled. Donald Trump tweets that and he got elected president. Right. So I'm just like, she didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. she just thought it was oh, a she, regular day in, in white neighborhoods. Oh, definitely. Like, she definitely didn't think this, it was going to come down to that. She, she thought people that, were going to laugh at it and, exactly. and be on her side with it. But but then I'm like, ooh. how could you when the president of ABC is black? But that's neither here nor there. She got canceled. Um, I will say, as much as Kim Kardashian annoys me. I do like the picture she's taking in Wyoming. <laughs> just because I'm like, man, that that is one of the few areas that neutrals just look really good. <laughs> like, the skyline looks kind of gray mm-hmm. with, like, these gray-greenish leaves. The wood is, like, a, a oaky. I was like, huh. I was like, this whole backdrop looked like a bunch of, like, Sephora palettes <laughs> for, like, fall. Yeah, no, she, uh, whoever her photographer is or whatever, they know how to capture the scene she well. She mastered she, an angle. Oh, yeah. She knows her angles. She knows what looks good. Yeah. As well as publicity. Yeah, I, I definitely like, you know, I'll be double tapping her pictures and <laughs> like just moving on. So moving on, I was sitting on my bed. Also, quick tip, if you ever go out of town for like a quick weekend trip and you're going out of country, if you want to keep your circadian rhythms together so you are not super fucked up in jet lab, you have to stay up like all night. So basically, me... And my friends, we would just like, you know, go to dinner, maybe do a tourist thing, maybe go out later on that evening. But I wasn't coming in to go to bed, go to bed till like five in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I saw that on your Instagram. Exactly. I was like, the sun is up. Why, Christ? <laughs> why? But the reason why I think that it was beneficial is because it also afforded me the blessing of being bright eyed and bushy tailed when I heard Pusha T drop that bomb on Hiroshima. Like, he just blew up Toronto. Woo! He, that was that was something, man. That was something. I literally I sat there and was like, did this nigga just rap a dissertation on the pathology of black men? Like, what? That wasn't even... <laughs> people keep saying, like, oh, he, he was petty. That wasn't petty. No, was that petty. was psychology. No, that was uh, epic. And it was strategic. And it was... Yeah, well it was thought out. Very, you can yeah. tell, like, he had cliff notes. Mm-hmm. He... He had point by point. He had references. Yeah. I was waiting on him to bring up something from like Bell Hooks. I'm like, where's the Bell Hooks quote? I know oh, it's seriously. coming. But so I listened to the story of Adidon from multiple levels. I'm like, you petty Negro. Because I'm like, now you didn't messed up the press run. Because I didn't even know what Adidon was. I'm like, oh, that's what Drake is coming out with for Adidas. Looks like y'all creative team going back to the drawing board. Um, then on top of it. He just, the only thing that I actually found disrespectful, where I was just like, okay, now you went a little too far, wasn't even him talking about his son. It was what he said about 40. 40, I was like, this boy has multiple sclerosis. That's not okay. But. I mean, I don't know. I've been, uh, I've I've been looking at what people have been saying about the diss and everything. And I just feel like all is fair in a, in a rap battle, like. Every, you know, you trying to get back at somebody, anything is fair game. So I think Gucci Mane, um, he was into it with Jeezy, and he told him to dig up his dead homie. And it's like, that, that that's bogus, too. And then Jay-Z I guess, like... Jay-Z said, I left condoms in the baby seat see? after he slept with Nas's baby mama Carmen. So I'm like, it's... 
people are known to dig. And, and that's the thing. That's the decision you have to make as an artist in terms of what level of beef you're going to keep it at. Now, exactly. apparently he been sub, they've been sub dissing, tweeting, side eyeing for quite some time. I don't even know what this stems from. I have no idea. Don't care even. But my thing is, Same. right? Yeah, I don't like, either. Push your T is one of the best lyricists. Has he popped mm-hmm. the way that I think he should have? No. Um, but the clips are iconic in terms of where they are in hip hop culture because they just had these hard hitting, gritty, grimy, you know, lyrics mm-hmm. that were just opposed against like futuristic Star Trek beats with Pharrell. Like they were the best thing that to me, I love you, Tiana, but. To me, clips were the best thing that came off his out mm-hmm. or off his label. Yeah. Um. So when Drake was trying to make comparisons, I'm tired of this generation trying to use like the financial yeah, su- success mm-hmm. to make that your baseline or your base point of you being better. And that's like complete bullshit to me. Like, what were your what was your take on it? Because I kept seeing people like, but Drake, this that means nothing. You know, I thought I thought the Drake. Uh, when he came out with dissing Pusha T, I thought it was good. I'm it like, was. oh, yeah, this is good. But as soon as I heard that Pusha T, I'm like, whoa, like he's coming at his character. And I think that that, like you said, it is better to let's talk about character instead of how much we getting paid. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about everything that Pusha T was talking about. Like, that's what really matters. So I agree with you. Um, money, we shouldn't be uh, basing ourselves like better or worse than somebody just because of money. Like it is at the end of the day, it's about character. All right. And the thing that also I found was kind of funny or ironic it, because everyone kept resurfacing that MTV uh, segment that Drake did when I, I guess it was a short lived show called When I Was 17. Mm-hmm. And Drake brought up like how much he loved Pusher T and how mm. apparently he had bought like a mic that was, they said Pusher T had wrapped on and autographed. And so everyone kept bringing that up like, oh, you trying to body somebody that you clearly been looking up to all these years. Well, I mean, things change. Not only that, but I looked at it from a perspective of like whether or not you think you are more financially successful when you were trying to come up, you looked at him as somebody that you said you respected for his lyrical content. So I don't know why you showed up on one end of the stable with, you know, a butter knife when he was standing on his side with a, a Glock. Like, I don't know what you were thinking. He he might have looked up to him at one point, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure of the details of what happened, you know? Between that, him being 17, looking up to Pusha T, and then now. Like right. What it, like we said, we don't know what has happened, so. I just mm. looked at it as, like, whether or not you still think you got more money than him, respect the fact that he still can lyrically bet. And, and who knows? Drake might be sitting here now pinning one hell of a a, a comeback. No, I'm excited to see. I mean, his album is going to drop. I, if he hasn't Next changed week. the date, it's going to drop. So I'm excited to see what Drake is coming back with because he didn't address it. He put up a note on Instagram and that iOS press release that everybody's famous for. Yeah, but he didn't mention anything about the baby and the baby mama. So I'm I'm wondering about that. So but I guess uh even before Pusha T came out with this diss, it was already gossip going on and rumors I've, going on. I've heard these rumors. Did you I have never yeah like this wasn't when she was pregnant, I mm. heard that these rumors and that was the one thing that I kind of found shocking. Now I'm going to say something that might sound controversial and it's not me slut shaming women shaming. Here's the thing. If you, if that's what you go for, you, like he said, he loved his BBWs. Drake has slept with pretty much everybody like Mm -hmm. from the Zoe Kravitz types 
he didn't have the Yara Shahidis in his video. He was with Rihanna, and then she was like, I'm better than this, and left his ass <laughs> multiple times in Europe. But if you want, like, a big booty stripper, IG model chick, the thing that I, and I stand by it, you've slept with prettier. That's why I was just like, okay, well, I don't know what bottle service that specific club had that you were like, I'm shooting this one up, but go for what you know, sis. He just got caught up, I'm sure. I'm sure that's probably one of the things that he most regrets out of his life. I'm sure. I think he totally regrets it just based on the fact that he, the image of Drake. Yeah, and he's not proud of it. Like, if he's not putting it out, then he's ashamed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to hide Because, let's see, if he got Rihanna pregnant, he would oh, have he, called, he would be on the cover of Ebony. He would be like, this is my baby mama. Oh, yeah, definitely. I shot this club up proudly, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, whether or not you can have accountability, which is, can we say that word as adults? Account to fucking ability. <laughs> but even if that's something that you're not proud of, your child shouldn't have to suffer for that, which is why Push Your T, to me, it goes deeper than just like, oh, this is a rap battle. Not only just him attacking character, that's a pathology. Mm-hmm. Because you... When you have a bad parental situation, either one or two things happen. You either completely emulate the parent that did do the same thing that you, you know, that you uh, had happen as a child. Or you go the complete opposite direction of like, I'm never going to let my child know that type of pain. Mm -hmm. So if Drake is secretly not letting, you know, Adonis, what is his name? Uh, Adivant, whatever. The (laughs) the child. (laughs) If he's not letting his son know that, I'm like, it still looks suspect because I'm like, you're not publicly doing it. And I get that, yes, you're a public figure. You, you wouldn't see my child until my kid was like 12. Okay. Like, and that, and that's me now. And mm-hmm. I'm normal as shit. Like, ain't, mm-hmm. ain't nothing, like, ain't nobody got bomb threats against me. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is just a really polarized environment that we live in and everybody got to put stuff on social media my child is not up for debate so Mm -hmm. i get that but i think with him it's more so based on the fact that you're not happy with who you that child was conceived with yeah that's what it is i would i don't know maybe someone needs to do a wellness check on him nikki somebody just call (laughs) him up send him uh some pedialyte make sure he's hydrated as he's in marva's room because i know he is sitting there with his knees tucked into his chest but what if like what if he just doesn't like you said, what if he just wants to be private about that, about his child, but he's still taking care of his child and everything, you know? Like, what What if that's the case? Because I do know some people who have kids, but they don't put it out there just because they don't want people in their business. Well, let's put it this way. I think it comes down to also what is your image. Mm-hmm. Like, case in point, be, and then there's still respectability politics with men, even though they try and, like, they get more of, I feel, a pass, right? But Drake's whole image is that he's this young fly playboy, you know, the king of Toronto or Quebec or, you know, wherever, Degrassi. And so <laughs> that kind of fucks up your playboy image That's if true. you now got a kiss tied to your ankle. And then on top of it, it's just like he also, while he has the playboy image, he knows he's that lovable, lame, hype beast. He knows mm-hmm. everyone makes still the Degrassi wheelchair Jimmy jokes. I'm sorry. I don't care. He could be standing next to G Herbo, Chief Keith, and Satan. I don't care. And I still look at Drake like, 
you ain't popping off nothing. You gonna hold their jackets. Like, sit down. Remember that one time, like, his friends got into a fight in the strip club, and he just, like, dropped all the ones he was holding, and everyone, like... <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear about this. Oh, I'm gonna send you the video. But I remember... His friends got in a fight. He had walked out his club, out the club, but his friends got in a fight. So he goes to like run back into the club to handle it, and he was like holding like probably like four thousand dollars worth of ones to his chest, and he just like tosses them. It was so dramatic. I'm like, what soundstage are you on right now? <laughs> like my nigga. But even looking at that, I'm like Drake, you're not fighting. So when I look at him, I'm like, you're still lovable, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like that child also, on either way of the coin, I look at it like it fucks with your image. Mm-hmm. But, Aubrey, the other thing that I just didn't like about the diss was I'm like, stop using marriage as, or using, the, like, she failed at something because she didn't get married. If mm-hmm. nothing but fuck people were around her, then you stay happy and single and keep your edges, sis. Like... Mm-hmm. Wait, you're talking about... His mother. Like, when he brought up, like, basically how Sandy didn't get a ring or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with Sandy? That doesn't make her less of a woman because she doesn't have a wife title. I know plenty of wives out here that get super disrespected by their husbands. Mm -hmm. So I'm tired of hearing, like, that same mantra or that same, like, that same ideology. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, actually. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm like, his mom ain't got shit, or her not being married ain't got shit to do with her. Mm-hmm. Like, Dennis was trash, and he do wear Steve Harvey suits. <laughs> it was facts. Like, I don't see where the lie was. And his mustache looks like a Chia pet. It just, it makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, but that was pretty much that. Drake, do your best. Come out with some hot fire. We, yeah, Drake. We, uh, we waiting on you. You know what else I find interesting, though? Meek Mills has been, like, he has been freed. That woman thou art loosed, like, on multiple levels. Because now he physically out of jail. And now he's like, so. Yeah, I was popping all that shit talking about. So, well, where was my response? I think you need to be asking your boy mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's definitely in his happy place now. Let me tell you something. He is happy. <laughs> he just happy. The heat ain't on him no more. He okay. out the kitchen. He is sitting there like, I am just here to be a thought this summer. Right. And to thank Jesus <laughs> that I can smell clean American air. Like, Meek Mills mm-hmm. is screaming in somebody's studio right now, happier than he's ever been. He laid back feeling a breeze. Okay. That's what he's doing. I'm trying to be like that. Not with him, but I just mean in general. But, yeah, breezy. So, let me move right on. And that is the perfect way to end pop culture, a.k.a. so according to IG. Well, 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 look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight, and I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions. So this is my favorite time. I wish I need to start doing IG lives because like this light that's hitting you is quite Christ-like. Oh my goodness, and then no. it's like curled, <laughs> wash and go looks fresh. I'm like, this is a good interview. Good job, Siobhi. So Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I just have to know, because you went to Illinois State? Yes. Okay. And you graduated with a degree in what? In exercise science. Okay. Is that yep. the same as kinesiology or it's is under that the, the umbrella? Umbrella. Of yes. It? Okay, mm-hmm. I need to go to Webster and be like, Kinesi- I know what kinesiology, I'm like, okay, there's levels to it. Mm-hmm. So, 
by the time you got to college, like, was that where your passion for health and wellness stemmed from? Or, like, how did you develop, like, a drive to be within, like, the health and wellness industry? So when I first got to Illinois State, I started off as a marketing major. I thought I wanted to um, create billboards. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, I'm creative. Like, I want to see my billboard up. And so uh, I started taking classes for it, and I was like, oh, no, it's not really for me. And uh, then I thought I, I had braces at the time, and I was really obsessed with teeth. So I'm like, let me just, I can be a, um, an orthodontist, right? So I went into uh, pre-med, I believe. or And I, at, during that summer, I had to take some type of chemistry classes. And literally the first day of the chemi- chemistry class that I took, I was like, yeah, nah, mm-mm. I nope, I'm not even going to put myself through this. Nope. So I literally, that same day, right after the class, I dropped it. And I went, I did some soul searching. I was like, man, like, what do I like to do? And so uh, this guy that I went to high school with, he went to Illinois State as well. He was an exercise science major. He was an athlete in high school, and so was I. And so I was just asking him, like, t- you know, about the exercise science major and everything that he was telling me. I was like, wow, like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And I really think that it stemmed from me being so active as a kid. Like, I've been an athlete my whole life. I, when I was a kid, my um, my parents kept us active. Like, I was in ballet, tap, jazz, tumbling, karate, uh, cheerleading, um, softball, volleyball. Like, I just did so much, and I was being active, and it was fun for me. It wasn't like I was working out. Yeah, I was, but it wasn't like that for me. I just thought of it as fun. And so, God bless um, your ministry. I just fell in love with being active, and um, my friend was telling me about the major, and I was like, "Let me give this a try." So, um, I was like, "You know, I, I like to help people. I I like to work out. Let me just go for it." And so, I um, applied for the major, got accepted, and it was perfect. It was like it was meant to be. Well, that's definitely you can see like that it's your calling, or you know, like it's something where it's in line with not you having to be something you're not, you know, like it definitely you working with your brand and as well as like being an influencer and like all the other brands that you do work with, like duh, it obviously like ties into one another, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely doing this because I want to do it and it's, it's my passion. It's my love. And that's, it's and me. that's when it becomes profitable and not checking your pasta. I'm just saying like, that's when it becomes something that it's like when the baseline is that you love it regardless if you can pay for it or not, like, you're going to keep at it. And then the profit will come. Definitely. Because my parents were concerned. They're like, exercise science, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) Personal trainer? Like, well, how much do they make? You know? (laughs) Right. And I was, you know, having... They're thinking uh, about Bally. Yeah. (laughs) Bally, LA Fitness. They're thinking about all those types of things. And, um, or it's just something that my family, I've never had. There's not a personal trainer in my family or group fitness instructor. I have doctors in my family, artists, you know, uh, probation officers, like, nurses, so my, my auntie, who's a doctor, she's the same person. Like, like what are you doing? So you'll be like, how much do they make? And I'm just like, chill, y'all. Like, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it regardless. Right. So be happy with it or support me or be quiet. Right, exactly. And I think that even at first they were hesitant, my parents and my family. But as they see me growing in this field, uh, they're like, you know, so you, you did the right thing. This is for you. Right. So they, I have like that 100% support now. But in the at first, I, I didn't. They'll get on the good foot. That's fine. And now they have. So that's mm-hmm. all that exactly. matters. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. loving the melanin, definitely like I always call you like, oh, she's just so bomb. I need to like sit here and like not eat so many Twix. Stop. You are bomb. What? Thank you, babe. But Stop I think it. something like that always drives me nuts is even when I'm looking at Instagram, 
no matter what the industry is, and that's something mm-hmm. that like when you just think of math or just how averages look, you could be a lampshade maker and find like probably two that are African American mm-hmm. or within the African diaspora. So in regards to the health and wellness industry, and I do see everybody now as like an IG fitness, you know, person or there are segments of that. How have you dealt with like, or have you faced any discrimination or how have you dealt with that in terms of your branding or things that you see? Like maybe if it's a white fitness person, like, Oh, they get more clout or more recognition or is that something that you've seen? Yeah, I think, uh, for me, I'm not the trainer that shows off my body. I'm not, the trainer that you'll see, uh, I mean, I'll show my stomach sometimes, you know, just, you know, and uh, I think a lot of people get followers just based off of them being in a thong doing squats, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm or not. Or downward dog. Or like, down. Okay. Yeah. Nothing and, wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Your I'm angle's t- I'm, perfect. I'm telling you, ain't nothing wrong with that, but that's just not me. Um, I'm trying to think of any discrimination I've faced I think but I, but I I think about that a lot. I think about like wow, like if I if I really showed off my body a whole a ton, I would have way more followers right now. Uh-huh. But I'm just like you know that's just not my route and that's just not me. And I'll get my followers how I get them. I'll, but yeah, I'll put up a picture of me helping out in a garden or doing some community service work, and I get like 50 likes or something. And then I'll post up a picture of my body or me in a full like an outfit or something and it'll get like 300 likes 500 likes and it's like that's what people want they they really want to see or even just a simple selfie like people just love they just i don't know that's crazy but It, it is crazy looking at your brand and that's what i love about how it's more than just like physically looking pretty and everyone yes we i do everyone wants to look physically good or be comfortable with themselves but your brand also heavily relies on merging the importance of mental health as well as physical fitness especially for people of color for marginalized groups um even when i went to your training stations i saw like it was cisgendered it was queer women it was women of all walks of life you know Mm -hmm. and it's a very inviting and safe space so why do you think it's so important to conjoin those two the physical and the mental when someone is trying to uh i guess evolve because um, if you just focus on the outside, you're going to be empty inside. And I think that, um, I don't know, I like, I like pairing both because it's a, if you, if you're, you can be a powerhouse with both. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're just on the outside, you, you know, you're, you're feeling fit, but then on the inside, you're struggling with um, the voices inside of your head and you're struggling with, um, like, telling yourself yes or telling yourself no, then you're not getting the most out of yourself, right? I think um, connecting the both mind, body, and soul together, like you're just going to be this this thing that can not be indestructible, but you'll know how to bounce back, if that makes sense. No, you have to train. I get what you're saying, or I think I do in the sense of how you have to train your mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the hardest piece. I think that's a lot of things. Like it's hard when everyone else is going out drinking and doing stuff, and it's just like – this is a pattern of, or a habit that you've had longer than 21 days. You've had it for 21 years or your whole life. This is how you've lived. And so you want the benefits of like feeling better, looking better. But then it's just like the mental piece. You really have to train up your mind. But And the thing is, like when you're working out, it is mental as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to tell yourself to, first of all, get to the gym or wherever you're, get to the workout. You have to get yourself there. And then even during the workout, you have to get to the point where it's like, 
okay, I'm doing this workout, but am I pushing myself? No, okay, let me turn it up a notch. Let me push myself. Um, or like you said, like being able to tell yourself, uh, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to have self-control. Yeah, it, it's, it's mental Yeah, when you're working out. But if you can tell yourself in a workout class or in a workout, if you can tell yourself to push through, then that can transpire over to you being in real life and in a situation where you're like, dang, I want to give up. No, I'm not going to give up because – I've trained myself not to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That ties into it, and it makes perfect sense. Um, one thing, just a slight pivot, because social media is, like, just an amazing platform right now, even if it is problematic sometimes or it does create, like, a false sense of um, perception, you know, the smoking mirrors, as I like to say. I do enjoy watching now, and I think even both of our brands are similar in the fact, like, we, we're about celebrating – the, the spirit of like who you are right now you know you don't have to be someone you're not in order to be happy Definitely. but one thing I also find that's interesting with the whole body positivity movement right um with you also wanting people to live their healthiest lives do you find that sometimes it is a conflicting message in regards to um maybe more so the influencers who are like, this is how I am. I'm going to stay this way. You're just going to deal with it, which is, I get it. But sometimes I look at it just in the sense of like, but is that like healthy for your body or for your frame? Like I completely want someone to be accepting of themselves, but then do you find sometimes it's a conflict between someone living their healthiest life? Yeah. um, I love the whole body positivity movement Mm -hmm. first and foremost. But I do, I, what I don't want people to do is hide behind this body positivity message and they're unhealthy. But definitely appreciate where you're at and accept where you're at and just know that you can change. Yeah, I just, I, I wonder who's really confident under the body positivity people. Like, are, they, yeah. are you really confident and are you, are you healthy? Because yeah. that's what's important. And, you know, people can actually be, they can be confident in, in that frame, you mm-hmm. know, but like I said, it always goes back to health. Like, are you living a health, are you, you want to live long? Oh, I, I mean, I want to live long and I want to feel yeah. good when I'm living. So, yeah, people don't really think about that or either they just don't. They Say, for, like, in my family, like, uh, my mom, she is, and I this I'm open up, opening up about this, but mm-hmm. my mom, she's to the point where it's like, she's like, when the good Lord calls her home, that's when he calls her home. Wow. That's what she told my brother. And it broke my heart, and it still does. Because it's like, Ma, like, just can you just try try to eat better mm-hmm. so you can be here long enough, you know, longer for us? I mean, I'm selfish, but I want you to be here, my mom, to be here as long as she can. And for her to just be like, oh, whenever the good Lord calls me home, but then eating whatever she wants is just, it's really tough for me to deal with. It's really tough. But I, the thing is, people keep telling me just keep trying, keep trying, keep pushing. And that's what we have to do with our family members, our friends, is just to keep you know, keep trying to motivate and inspire them to live healthier. And that's a, a really big piece that, you know, thank you, number one, for even sharing that aspect. But think, I think also, like, when you look at our community, like, mm-hmm. we just, we're, food is a, a source of celebration for, like, anyone's community. But it's just, like, it's also a really source of, like, pain and like problems and issues and there's so many other things that are tied into it like case in point like 
there were no Whole Foods when I grew up. I grew up around the corner from cut three liquor stores, cut rate liquor, Red Apple, Judah Brothers. Like, mm-hmm. if we wanted fresh meat, the nearest Jules was on 35th and King Drive. We lived on 50th and Prairie. Who was making, like, those type of epic trips to a grocery store and all the time, and you want a fixed income? So... I think sometimes also it's that mentality too that can kind of like just make this or exacerbate the situation, you know, Mm -hmm. but I definitely applaud you for just continuing to try and like to be that beacon of light or just that source of strength of like, no, like you can do this, especially seeing how like sometimes I think people assume like when we look at trainers, like, oh, they must have been born this, you know, born skinny or this fit. Genetics are real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm predisposed to being overweight and obesity just looking at my family. Like, that is in my genetic code. So it's like, you still have to work out and put the effort into it. Not everyone is just born into some Steph Curry, everybody's track runners, everybody's into fitness, you yeah. know? And, I mean, you just have to break generational habits, too. Mm-hmm. Because the way you grew up eating is, you know, that sticks with you. At least for me, it stuck with me until I was in college, and then I was in college, and I'm thinking I'm eating healthy, and I'm just not. And then when I got out of college, I'm, I still just think about how much uh, my food choices, they've just changed. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I thought I was eating healthy because my mom was serving frozen vegetables soaked in butter with seasoned salt on it. I just thought it was healthy because it was vegetables. vegetables, you know, so. You may, mm-hmm. when you know better, you do better. Not not true. That's not true. Well, that is not I, I well I I say that cuz I I hear people say that a lot and I people know better and they still don't do better. Well, um, th- you know what? You're I was saying that more so in terms of you like mm-hmm. once you realize like this ain't healthy like all this sodium, all this cholesterol. Yeah. So that was like specifically for you, but mm-hmm. holistically we we all know what it takes to be healthy. That ain't going to stop so, us from like being like so I want a large rib tip and several hot links. And the thing is, it's like you just need harmony, like, or people say balance. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times, at least for our culture, we stick with the same goddamn thing. <laughs> like six feet, so, right, ride so, hard, right. extra yes. muscle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ham, all ribs, like uh, macaroni and cheese, greens, all like just heavily salted foods. Like we just stick with that, and we it's like. It's like I used That's to get amazing t- once in a while. Do, do you find that like it's ch- like the black community will tease people for eating healthy? Mm-hmm. And I just think that that is so crazy. And I just hope that that changes within our community. Or you 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 stick skinny, or are oh, you eating that grass, or just you know stuff like that. And yeah, I feel like we're the only yeah, ones that yeah community. Or it's because we look younger. I'm like, but are we living younger? Like. Right, are we living we can, longer? That's two completely separate things. That's because we have the most collagen production. Mm-hmm. That is what keeps us looking so youthful and why we can be fucking 112 looking 40. But at the end of the day, that does not translate into, like, the food that we eat. Mm-hmm. You know? like Exactly. You can be looking young here and still be fucking 300 pounds. Like, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I did have, lastly, I did want to ask you, or not lastly, but... Mm-hmm. I also, I was watching, what was it, Get Body by Jay. She did on the, she's a really popular Instagram influencer, a fitness influencer. She has done multiple tours in the city. And one thing that I found interesting is she was on the show, The Doctors, Mm -hmm. because she had gotten either butt injections or the silicone or whatever. And then it was necrosis that started to happen. Like her muscles were atrophying, or not atrophying, but they were like gelling to the, 
injections. Like, basically, oh. these are real issues because she got yeah. it done in a hotel room. And so she she explained how living in Atlanta, she always was curvaceous. And, yeah, she was working out, but it was just the pressure being around all these big, beautiful, buxom women. And she was like, she just went on ahead and did it. What I find interesting also on the other side, like you see the body positivity people on one end of the spectrum. And then I'm just like, I kind of feel a way whenever I'm just like, you can be a fitness influencer and I respect your hustle. I respect your grind, but it's difficult for me to reconcile you telling me to do squats when your jumping board for doing them was after you went to Dr. Miami. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. something that like annoys me. Is that, and it's not judging, but is that something that within the fitness community, like you all kind of separate between not the real and the fake? Hell, it is yeah. the real and the fake. Like the yeah. fake bodies that are just out here trying to be cute and gym shark versus putting the work in. Yeah, it's definitely a separation. It's a category. Like the the ones that are on Instagram who have had all this surgery and then they're saying do this for this butt, and it's like, no, you mean go to the doctor to get surgery to get the body that you have. And now you're maintaining it through exercise. Through, yeah. And so I, I, I personally, I, uh, I don't really take those people too seriously. Because uh-huh. <laughs> um, one, I just feel like it, it, they're more so just thinking about the outside, right? Mm-hmm. They already got all this surgery and now they're, and now people are comparing themselves to fake bodies and they're thinking that, oh, I, I can do that and get that body. No, you can't. We have to look accept our bodies for what we are like just because some like say for instance somebody can look at my page and think that they're going to get the body that i have no we have two different body types possibly like we have different metabolisms there's just there's too many differences you just have to work out and see what your body does i didn't even and realize I, abs looked different yeah until i was too. like i'm never gonna have a like and it's not me ig hating or shaming it's just i really wanted to know like Girl, we know you just went to Indiana for the surgery. And that's the thing. I wish that I wish that those people that had surgery, I wish they would just come up and say it. Like just say you had surgery. Like you got people out here thinking that thinking that that's, that's real. the shake weight but, or what's the shake shakes or the shake baby shakes. I'm like, but y'all aren't using teas. that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like the detox teas. Yeah. You know, the whatever it's called, skinny tea or something. Just go to Bonus Hante, get you some triple leaf, which is actually more healthy, and sit down. Seriously. Like, it's fine. But last but not least, I have got to know with everything that you have going on, what is it that keeps pushing you with your brand? And like, where do you see it morphing into? I could totally see you being like a Jeanette Jenkins or a oh, Dr. Ian Smith. I love Jeanette. I already yes. knew. I was like, that's her model right there. It is. It is. Um, who's the other Afro-Latina who's super fit? Marios or... Um, uh, Massey. Massey, yes. Uh-huh. I love her. Yeah, she's her great. Family's yeah, adorable. she's great. But where do you see like yourself going? Like, What would you ultimately want to be doing with your, your path? So I see myself traveling, teaching classes. Mm-hmm. I see myself doing motivational speaking. Uh, I see myself coming out with workout, video, workout DVDs. I see myself uh, possibly having something like a podcast or a, some type of web series. Um, yeah, and I also see myself uh, putting out art. I do hand building. So I see myself being somehow involved in like the art world. Um. Yeah. Somehow. Look at so. me learn. The more you know, do do do. Like I did not know that you were also into art like that. Yeah. Love. I have. I've had a couple of artists here. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. 
Let's mm-hmm. link up. Let's get this movement. Yep. Perfect. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Happy birthday to your grandma. Yes. Thank you. Happy birthday, grandma. Yes. Okay, shout out. She <laughs> may never listen to this, but I'm, I'm a shout out. I'm, 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 I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a heathen. I love Jesus. I she, cuss a lot. So. She, she won't even know half of the stuff we're talking. She's like, who's Kanye West? Right. Like, Chris she, Brown, Drake, who? Right. Like, no, grandma. <laughs> Damn. Ain't nobody talking mm-hmm. about Selena's show. Mm-hmm. But no, thank you so much, love, for coming on the show. Um, definitely want to let you go so you can get to this other holistic teaching that you're about to be doing. See, my girl's making moves. She got kind. She ain't even <laughs> going to the High Park Fest. Um, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on i super appreciate you thank you for having me anytime so guys for this week's motivational message i really had the thought of setting boundaries on my spirit and that was something that repetitively kept coming up in various forms um and let me also preface this by saying it's not me like trying to sneak this or come at somebody um i'm not trying to have a aubrey graham drake moment or however you pronounce his name or say it correctly (laughs) but It truly was something that when I saw it manifesting itself, I was number one proud of how I was handling my boundaries and putting that line in the sand, um, as well as also understanding that if someone feels a way about the boundaries that I am setting, it's because they are more so inclined to be used to how I have allowed them to let them treat me. And that's something that as humans, like we need to understand it's okay at any given point to tell another person How I allowed you to treat me is not how you will treat me ever again or anymore. There's nothing wrong with saying that to somebody. And if they don't like it, oh fucking well. I think something that really was pointing me in this direction is the fact that when you have a business, when you have something that you are feeding and developing and investing in and now putting time, blood, sweat, tears, money into it, Time, that intangible becomes something that is just so much more precious to you. My time was, I always used to say, do not waste my time. And that's when I have shit to do, but just, you know, go to work or go to school. And now I have these additional responsibilities. So when I found myself like putting hard lines in the sand in regards to my time, People would want me to make concessions or have, I find, as of late, been wanting me to make concessions in regards to what they view time as. If I make a scheduled appointment with you, that's not the time to then tell me when we're 30 minutes before, be like, oh, yeah, girl, I forgot. Um, I had already ordered chimichangas. Or, see, I'm all the way out on, like, 96 in Bluefuckville, so it's going to take me a while to get there. I don't have time. It's not me saying that in a sense of, oh, I think I'm better than someone. It's just, then, therefore, if someone treats you like that, you have to be willing to put that boundary. Be like, okay, cool. So this is how you look at time. This is how I look at time. And this is what is about to fucking happen going forward. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, there are cases otherwise. Like, my guest today, like, something came up. Completely understandable. There's nothing wrong with someone reaching out and being like, girl, look. So this is what could potentially happen. I'm trying to work it out. But I wanted to let you know. With enough sufficient time so that you could sit here and make a different decision. That's what adults do. That's some shit that I can respect. That's some shit that I can be like, you know what? Oh, that does kind of stress me a little bit. But I understand where you're coming from. And I thank you for giving me that respect of telling me ahead of time. Not when we're supposed to be scheduled to meet somewhere and then you go, oh, see, I forgot I had this appointment. But you knew that that was going to interfere with what we made. Time is precious. 
And there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries in regards to your time and what somebody thinks they can still do. So I just want to tell everyone, if you are sitting here trying to invest in yourself, or maybe you're in a space in life where whether you have a business or not, you just kind of like let people, you know, do whatever, or you find yourself always being willing to bend more than people are doing for you. Stop doing that because that that's literally, I don't think it gets any more tangible than that. Like they're actually telling you that your time is not as valuable as mine is. And in actuality, it is. So I want everyone to set those boundaries, not feel bad for those boundaries, and to stand firm in them because that's what adults do. Um, I want everyone to have an amazing fucking week. Uh, I love everybody who still texts me like, girl, we can't wait for you to get back. Where's the show? It is officially back, and let's keep this shit going. Talk to you all later. Bye.